The Koi Gig Pod on OTB Sports. I'm so sad. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> it, it took me a minute. It actually took me a minute to realise what just happened. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. Off the ball daily. Now then, you're welcome back. Thanks again to Darren O'Sullivan and Colin Boyle with us on analysis throughout the GA season. Mick back in the studio, Arthur O'D, the prof is here as well. Colin Boyle, Darren O'Sullivan. What a duo they are. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, amazing. Struck gold there. Didn't we? They're class. They're top, top class. We, we, Colin had been with us for a lot of the league campaign and then as the summer continued, we said, we've got to beef it up. And Darren, a partner. Darren came on one night. Let's, let's see if there's a bit of chemistry here and I think we all came off after the first outing and said, well, that'll do. Lads, are you available for the next 10 weeks? <laughs> yeah. The lads won't mind me saying this, uh, I hope, but basically we're always about five minutes late starting because the two of them are chatting away on the Zoom for about five minutes and I literally can't interrupt. I, I, that's, I, I, you know, and they're just like, they don't hear me and I, I, it's cruel to interrupt such great conversation. Well, a cornerstone of their analysis is, we were chatting about this before coming on air, <laughs> <Yeah>. Joe. <laughs> David Clifford, Footballer of the Year, I... I, I, I blinked for a second because I was just wondering will they give it to McCarthy for somewhat sentimental yeah. reasons or will they give it to another Dublin player and then they made a very convincing argument for Clifford Darren went first and then Boyle Column said no brainer Yeah, I think they won me over actually mm. it's a pretty coherent argument like yeah. it's very hard to kind of poke holes in it he's been the best footballer in yes. the country I mean, and it, it's not that he's the best footballer because if that was the case he'd win it every yeah. year he has been the best yeah no it depends again what you weight the final on I, I do appreciate he I, I do appreciate he didn't probably have the greatest final by his own standards by his standards yeah but I do kind of wonder with that and it's, uh, I agree with them fundamentally but I do kind of think if you set your own standards are you judged relative to them or you, you're not judged relative to what a weaker player can do. It's very interesting. They had this conversation. They got an email into the hurling pod a couple of weeks ago about uh, Tony Kelly being left off, you know, mock all-star teams and with a load of stats and so, basically saying that it's like, Tony Kelly doesn't shoot out the lights. He's not judged on anything else that he does. Whereas TJ Reid, and this is no offence to TJ, but it's like Kelly was doing a lot of the stuff that TJ is being lauded for, mm. but he's not also scoring 14 points like he does at his best. And they're basically saying that like you're judging players based on their abilities rather than what they're doing versus, you know, in the game. And Clifford yesterday even, even yesterday, he got like two lovely scores. He set up the goal with a bit of magic and he had he had a bad day shooting. And it actually wasn't a bad day overall. He had a good few chances. He got in there. He just, his sh- he just, he was going for shots that he probably shouldn't have. You know, it was just one of those days that wasn't perfect. But it wouldn't rule you out of Footballer of the Year. It wasn't like one of those types of performances. And who's the you know? leading Dublin candidate? That's what I don't know. McCarthy seems to be by consensus. Yeah. But See, I, I would actually feel there's a strong argument that Brian Fenton's second half against Mayo was exceptional. In the final 10-12 minutes against Monaghan where they won the game, it's Fenton who popped up with two scores. Mm. And then yesterday, again, I just thought he was immense. He was pretty interesting. And kicked two big points, one in each half, including the one to put Dublin ahead with 65 minutes on the clock where he sauntered forward and just kicked it like it was the most casual uh, point you've seen in your life. And I kind of think... Probably can't give it to Mannion on the basis of one extraordinary, well-deserved man of the match no, performance in the final. absolutely not. Earlier in the year, it's Cormac Costello, but not strong enough in Could the you, games that like really, really mattered. Yeah. You know, like in that's the, true, yeah. the semi and final. Could you make so. the argument that 
Cluxton has been exceptional in every game and didn't concede a goal to the final and then kicked two points in an All-Ireland final. Is Cluxton the footballer of the year? That'd be gas. Uh, <laughs> it could be. I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, like, it's very hard if you're going to be a keeper to stand out. Find me a bad kick out. But like, I, I two suspect, points in the final. Yeah, no, hundred percent. But I, I do suspect with Fenton say before that he's won it twice, isn't he? Has he once? I think. Has he not won it twice? Twenty sixteen. Anyway, he might have won another time. He definitely no. won. So it I think it's probably either way. It's really a case of his standards as well. No more than Clifford kind yeah, of being judged that it is. But Cluxton, I, like it will be a, <laughs> it will be some choice. But I don't think so. I don't like with McCarthy. There's almost a sense of when Ryan Giggs won Footballer of the Year. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, uh, yeah. we got to acknowledge the career. Yeah, but like, so then you would say I, that that does swing it back to Clifford if there's no. But on Clifford as well, we, sh- we should actually talk about like why Clifford is being talked about this way. Like, take the semi final against Derry. Yeah, they don't win that without him, and it's not like oh, you know, maybe Kerry are a bit better than Derry are, and he's marking Chrissy McCaig, arguably the best fullback in the country. Someone who cost like was David Clifford's after costing Chrissy McCaig an All Star. You know, like, and he was brilliant. He was man the match in that yeah. game. You know what I mean? That's like that's why they're in the final. Even yesterday, I still don't think they. I I don't think they. It's one of those things that's like, oh, if only they had someone else at full forward. <laughs> you know, yeah. he still was a huge contributor. I think it's Clifford. I really do. Uh, Tommaso Shea said the same last night. For the second week in a row, the person who had to announce the Sunday game Player of the Year <laughs> had to start by saying that they disagreed with the decision. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who got so, it in the Sunday game? Uh, uh, the Sunday game, mm-hmm. uh, McCarthy. And what was the argument there? I don't know, really. See, I feel it's. I, I do feel it. it's veered into the the Ryan Giggs territory footballer of the year. Yeah, possibly. I, I don't have a colossal problem with. I that. love James McCarthy. Yeah. Though. It's like I don't mind if uh, yeah. I go. Did you see him at the with the the point to get us at the press conference yesterday? Well, like, it was interesting. <laughs> Dean Rock was stoned Ashley after the game and. It was yesterday was his first drink of the calendar year and I think quite a few of the dubs gave up drink for the year which again speaks to that big last It's a psychological thing I think isn't it because there's no way like not having a drink for the full year means anything really I agree totally it's a psychological shift Plus it's only July We mean business I mean it wasn't you're going till September Well when was your last drink? (laughs) No I'm not winning all Ireland's (laughs) It's like I can do what I want My answer to everything (laughs) (laughs) But I mean it just uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'd be interested to, to check that out across the country and see what other successful teams. I, I, like, I don't know. I like were any of those Limerick things in the Gaelic rounds? I presume they weren't drinking at them. You know, when they met afterwards, mm. there never looked to be a set of cans on the ground. No, yeah. maybe not. I, I probably, probably not. Like, yeah, but I don't think it's of any great. It's quite old school. It it's, is. It's quite like we'll throw it all in, and it's it sort of feeds that narrative mm-hmm. about. This will be the last time you have to do it, just bit grin and bear it. Yeah. Because Rock, I think, said after his tour to you as well, didn't he, that he's as good as gone. I, very much so, I thought, yeah. Yeah. By so the way, eight all Ireland's to him. What a way for him to go out as well. Yeah, no, the, the, the forgotten men. Come on, it made a difference, by the way. The forgotten men in Gaelic football are the Dublin lads who won eight, eight <laughs> all Ireland's. <laughs> yeah, eight all Ireland's, same one he used to be. Cormac yeah. Oslo won his eight all Ireland's the first one he started. I know. You know? I didn't realise all these years he was Johnson. Oh, did you not? No. no right, either. okay. There was an amazing. Did you not? No. no. Seems I thought everyone knew that. No, he was out doing the media in the build up to the final. So he was across the Sunday papers yesterday and he, he gave fantastic interviews. He was talking about, you know, he'd be there at Dublin training all the years growing up and he got Kieran Whelan's jersey, his favourite player growing up, and it meant everything to him. So he often gives his jersey now to young players and his mum, psychiatric nurse, and so would often work nights, need to sleep daytime. So John would bring all the kids to Dublin training to. 
uh, keep them occupied, I suppose. And um, I didn't, I, I hadn't realized, I hadn't put two and two together for any of that. All those years, Jim Gavin was dropping him for finals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, ballsy move. I know, it's untouchable. Like, <laughs> but in fairness, to John Costello, I wouldn't say is the type that uh, you know gets to. Um, you know, I wouldn't say he's threatening uh, the manager on behalf of his son, given when he was asked a fairly simple question of basically, are you proud that he's won eight All-Irelands? And his answer was, he's always been into GEA uh, ever since he was a young man. He played GEA. <laughs> well, I'm there was surprised. no second half to that sentence. <laughs> I'm surprised his omission from starting lineups didn't make it into the county report. Every oh, county the famous report. report yeah. Um, uh, sorry, before we yes, move on. Go on. Uh, Arthur's right, Brian Fenton has won two players of the year, only the second person to ever do so after Trevor Giles, and neither of them were in 2016, where I, <laughs> it was 2018 and 2020. So, Lee Keegan robbed them in 2016, actually, now that I remember. I think yeah. Fenton will get to three, you know. <laughs> Poor Lee Keegan. No, it was a split voting. <laughs> split voting. I think Fenton will get to three somehow. Robbed them. Well, in my opinion, I'm, Lee sure, I'm sure Lee Keegan. Keegan was pretty good in 2016. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have the winners list there? Yeah. Is there a general tradition that winning team has player of the year? Yeah. Uh, usually, yeah. But Mayo are always the ones who book the trend, like Waterford and Hurling. Uh, Mayo have Andy Moran in 2017, oh, Lee yes. Keegan in 2016, and is there any other ones? Uh, Ber- Alan uh, Bernard Brogan won it in 2010 yes. for his amazing performances, especially in the semi final. So Stephen McDonald as well. Stephen McDonald won it in 03. Yeah, okay, so it does happen. Yeah, so it, does, I don't know, it absolutely it's not it's not mad like for yeah. it to happen. But and Clifford's first was last year. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. There, looking at that, there's not many people who go back to back though. How many will Clifford win? Do you think? No, no, only 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 Trevor Giles and. Uh, oh, sorry, of course, one of twice. twice yeah. Yeah. Injury free, Clifford has won. He's 24 years of age. May win a second. We don't know. What's the over under? If I gave you footballer f- of the year. If I gave you four and a half, would you go over or under? No, under. Three is insane. Because you ha- your team has to be in the All-Ireland final or win the All-Ireland. Yeah, it's like. David Clifford of Kerry. The will be in six or seven All-Irelands over the next decade. I don't know if they will, but I, I don't... They'll, oh, sorry, they'll be in them. I think they'll be in they'll them. They'll probably be in them. There, That's enough for him to win it then. Yeah. Okay, over under three and a half. He has won already. I'd Just go... Like, I'd say three is exceptional. He'll have the most of all time if he wins three. I feel he is a kind of... There's, he's he's a, not that he's a difference maker, but he's he's a, he's a literal different sort of en- player yeah. entity altogether. So I, I would say there's nothing that can't be written off in terms of what he might achieve. Like no, I'd, he say, is, I'd, no, say, I'd take over three and a half. I'm also guessing that he won't win this year. This year, yeah, in that, like, it's not that he won't deserve more than three. Yeah, well, we'll see. I want to go back to Brian Fenton one more time. Did you see him? Um, Going over, there was a brilliant picture since on the front of the end though with, with David Clifford yeah. and it's like you know uh, someone was mentioned to me earlier like that Brian lost his mum when he was a young man as well when he was 20 or whatever and like I mean not to put words or emotions in people's voice but you have to think that that is something to do with that compassion showed in that moment like you know and I think people forget that with the Cliffords this year you know they yeah. did mention on the Sunday game last night which I think is great but like they played a Munster final the day after both of them played absolutely outstandingly and I think sometimes with sports people, Joe, we forget how, because we grow up with sports people being older than you, you almost, when you pass them out, I'm 10 years older than whoever now, it's like you still forget that they are young, young men who lost their mum suddenly this year. And it's, 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 it's a remarkable thing that they've basically just been playing football the whole time, including the day after, you know. Yeah. Um, it's hard yeah. to get your head around, you know. Yeah, it's very true. I, and I would think the day after was a whirlwind. I mean, they'll tell the their own story after. in due course. In some way, in some, you know, you often hear it the weeks and months after the most lonely and difficult and reality sets in and to keep hitting performance levels. Yeah. 
Yeah, must and be both of them were like Body was brilliant yesterday. He was brilliant. a contender for man ah, match, you know. Yeah. Let's take a short break. We're back in uh, just a minute. Five three one zero six. If you want to get in touch. And you're welcome back. Joe here, Mick here and Arthur here. So in the next hour of the show, we'll park the GA and we will turn to the situation down under Ireland drew nil all with us with uh, Nigeria this morning. And so it was a point on the board. Nigeria and Australia go through, Canada go home, as of course to Ireland, which was already uh, the case before this morning. It was a decent-ish performance. They didn't create any great chances. Nigeria certainly did. We'll talk about that in a bit of depth with Gavin Cooney and Kathleen McNamee in the next hour. We'll also touch on, I suppose, what will be the leading story in all the papers tomorrow, which is, I guess, a good old fashioned war of words, quote unquote, between Katie McCabe and Vera Pau. We'll get into it in more detail with the guys later on. But in effect, Katie McCabe came over and had words with Vera Pau during the game. It turned out she was, according to Vera Pau, asking for Sinead Farrelly to be substituted. She wanted fresh legs. Pau, it was Pau who revealed it was Sinead Farrelly. And McCabe, subsequent to the Pau press conference, tweeted just an emoji of a zip over lips and nothing else. So presumably she's got things to say and isn't best pleased about the situation. Pau, for her part, wasn't you know, outraged that Katie McCabe had said this to her. Like, she totally understood heat of the moment. These things happen. Um, but certainly wasn't bound down to orders from Katie McCabe. We have a clip of the press conference, a couple of answers uh, pieced together just to give you a sense of Katie, or, uh, Vera Pau's perception of the exchange with Katie McCabe. It seems um, Katie McCabe was quite vociferous in trying to get some changes onto the onto the field, but they, they seem to have come much later than... Uh, the last game, probably different circumstances. Why would we change? That, that's why I'm asking you the question. I don't yeah. know what the if Katie McCabe says that she wants to change, it doesn't mean she's not the coach. Yeah? Um, everybody was doing so well. So I said, what do you want, Katie, taking the best player off? No. <laughs> Just to confirm there, so your captain, Katie McCabe, asked you to make changes and you refused. Is that correct? Fair no, comment? no. <laughs> No, because a, a, a player doesn't ask and you refuse. A player can ask always. But as a coach, it's not a refusal. As a coach, you make decisions on what is necessary. A player can say everything to a coach, at least to me. What did she say? That she wanted, that she wanted uh, fresh legs. Yeah, and on her side. And, and why didn't you make that change? Because everybody was doing so well. Sinead uh, Farrelly was arguably the best player on the pitch at that moment. So I was not prepared to take the best player off. Like in some respects, you take it in isolation. It's not a big deal at all. The Katie McCabe coming over saying, we need fresh legs, get so-and-so off. And Vera Pau saying, I'll do what I think is right, go away. That's absolutely, totally fine. I suppose where it takes on an extra resonance is Pau revealing that Katie McCabe was talking about Sinead Farrelly. And then McCabe tweeting the emoji and not expanding on what she means by it, but clearly not happy with Pau. That elevates it. And then as we touched on in the news round, it elevates it within a context which has already been quite strange for two reasons. One, the very distinct cooling in relations, it seems, between the FAI and Vera Pau over the last three weeks. And secondly, every player who's asked about Vera Pau kicking to touch and saying... I'm only thinking about the now. I have no thoughts on Vera Pau staying on either way. Louise Quinn quip, I haven't thought about what I'm having for lunch later today, which goes against what players tend to say when they're asked if they want, for instance, Stephen Kenny to stay on. So in that context, this all just looks a touch more serious. And then, you know, again, you're kind of, I, I feel like I'm missing half the story because 
As you'll hear here, Pau was asked about the homecoming on Thursday. Do you feel this is your last game and will you be at Thursday's homecoming? I don't feel this is my last game because we are going home from a World Cup. Um, and then the second, if I am at the homecoming, why would I not be at the homecoming? <laughs> I go back with my team. <coughs> Otherwise, you would have stayed here enjoying the World Cup. So, thoughts. This whole thing is unraveled and it's not like there was a 6 niller in here where you could pinpoint, ah, it just broke, you know. That was the sense in Euro 2012, for instance. The performance on the pitch have been acceptable, more than acceptable considering they reached the World Cup. So, what are we making of all this? It feels like it's been coming. And you're kind of saying the, the sounds from players regarding when questioned on Pau's future have been fairly non-committal at best so I kind of always suspected once the actual games were done that we'd kind of get some sort of reckoning one way or another what's happened today is a bit like tawdry and kind of just a bit childish um, but it doesn't yeah, I, 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 it really doesn't seem like she'll have much longer there or because even you, you referenced 2012 even a lot of those players still love trap <laughs> they kind of understood what they were Mr. Trapatoni what he was doing Cabanis, you know and, and the kind of there was a, a real gravitas there now Powell was a gravitas of her own and what she's achieved is remarkable but I just think again we don't know but rightly or wrongly the way you're looking at it it kind of feels like maybe these Irish players now sort of believe themselves to be in a position where they should be I, I don't even know capable of doing more but I suppose that they should be capable of playing in a different way whether that's true or not, who knows? But if it if it does come down to that, I, I don't. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it's nothing to do with it stylistically. Mm. That's kind of what I'm sort of jumping to that conclusion because that's what it usually comes down to. But yeah. it, we, we don't know what the reasons are. If it's not like maybe it's just a personal differences, and that's kind of that's probably even more insurmountable. Because I'm mad, really, if on that night after they beat Scotland, you'd laid out how all of this would go. Yeah. And then you'd say, and by the way, the homecoming will now almost become an exercise for amateur psychologists and body language ex- experts. Yeah. If, you know, and the fact that she's asked, will she be part of the homecoming? Like I was saying in the newsroom, like it's how have we got to that point? You know, like how have we got to that point where that, that would even be in question? And that seemed to be her uh, reaction as uh, well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I'm sure the question didn't come from nowhere. I'm, I 100 percent it didn't. Yeah. yeah, you know, because it would be a strange question for his own closer was asked it, wasn't it? Like, yeah. it would be a strange question for him to ask unless it, you know, there was some information there or that needed clarifying even, yeah. you know. So I'm just surprised. I'm just disappointed by the whole thing. I don't mind if things come to a natural end. And even after, you know, you, would, you wouldn't think from the outside looking in, this would be the natural end, you know, given that they've qualified for World Cup, performed well, mm. lots of room for improvement. It seems like, you know, you have to remember where Irish... Irish women's team was before Vera Pau took over it was not in a good place you know so it isn't just this automatic thing that we'll get a new manager and things will continue to get better and better like it's a very very careful and important appointment next so you would naturally think that Vera Pau has another campaign or two in her if that's not the case that's fine but I just it's so strange that it seems to be so acrimonious and that they aren't able to get through another week Another think, week, and then they'd never have to see each other again. Yeah. You know, it's like just, just. Because I, I think in light of the, al- I think in light of the allegations against Vera Pau, we're all probably paying very close attention to body language on the pitch after games. It looks fantastic. Yeah. It looks, like, it looks like such a happy camp. 
Yeah, no, it, it it is very if if the um it, it's it will be completely easy to believe the everything to the contrary if this hadn't kind of happened if you know if you know what I mean like obviously yeah. it's happened but like everything else as you're saying could be interpreted completely different way and it doesn't really even in the aftermath of of um, the Scotland game and everything that happened there with the singing and everything the way Pau kind of handled that yeah, it, it did at the time it, sent, it was top class and it, it wasn't like no one's getting blamed but we'll all go together and we'll all take it together and it was like that even seemed Jeez, if there was problems then like they really were being kind of well concealed yeah. you know? I wouldn't yeah. be so sure about that now I thought in the aftermath of that is that the players were it was very much a you go and apologise for this thing. I would say a lot of those players wanted to say we've nothing to apologise for. Maybe. I want to, I think that I think a lot of those players might have wanted to say this is something that has been taken, blown out of all proportion. Yeah. It by by a lot of people that didn't have a clue what they were talking about, right? And that we were just having a laugh after a thing. And if that's not you know if, if that's not appropriate, you know, fair enough. Like you know, I would say they there was a few players there who wouldn't have thought who thought that that kind of like mea culpa apology might have been a little bit too much perhaps she did take the sting out of it though with yeah. some brilliantly crafted answers and interviews and there mm. was a player upstairs in tears who'd taken the video and yeah. she you know I, I think it was in danger of becoming ridiculous and actually she was so um, without throwing the players under the bus I felt accepting that maybe it was yeah. iffy for people I think she actually made a the I don't know. I, no, was I, to, I was about to say the people with pitchforks. I don't know how many people were that genuinely upset by it, but I think her interview took the sting out of it quite well. Fair enough. I know maybe that's okay. I think that Chloe Mustaki's interview on Sky Sports News is what kind of changed a little bit, any yeah. public sentiment myself. But yeah, no, I do agree with you, and 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 I wouldn't be. I'm 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 not necessarily disagreeing with Arthur in what I how I thought that Vera Pau dealt with it. Mm. I'm just saying that I wouldn't be so sure that everyone everyone yeah. necessarily agreed because there was a very much a kind of we were wrong and I there can't was, believe yeah. we've done yeah. this, you know. I suppose we're kind of clutching for theories. Yeah, because we don't know. So so you're so right, yeah. Yeah. Off the ball daily.